Hello everyone, it's Paul here with some exciting news. I'm absolutely delighted that Series 4 of The Past Podcast is brought to you in partnership with the wonderful Chef Works, outfitting chefs, kitchens and front of house all around the world. Chef Works offer a collection of great uniforms, so to check out their full range, visit chefworks.co.uk. On with the show. Hello podcast fans, it's another episode of The Past Podcast and I got some time with the wonderful Lorna Robertson who you will know as a MasterChef finalist and also one third of the fabulous Free Girls Cook Supper Clubs that happen around London. This was such a good fun interview, really good laugh and Lorna also kindly organised the previous interview with Martha Ortiz which you'll have already heard by this point. So double thank you to Lorna. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to like just at least being in a, in a cafe yeah. at, at best. Um, you know what interests me a lot, because I've interviewed a lot of MasterChef people now, um, and I always like to start with this question, so I'm sorry if it's a bit cliche, because no, no, I'm sure you've got this a lot. But what was that moment when you're like, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going to apply? <laughs> um, sorry, let me just tie my hair up. You to get in the zone. Right, okay, get in the... Is this, is this like... Work mode. Is this what it is? Yeah. Okay, right, okay I'll, uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you do that. Right, we're good. What was that, sorry? What was the moment <laughs> when you were like, screw it, I'm going to apply and do this? Um, so, I... Basically, I just graduated from uni and hadn't got a plan in place. I had no money and had to move back home and didn't have a job and basically just didn't really have a plan of action for what I was going to do with my life and I eventually I kind of one way or another managed to get a job at my local newspaper which was great that's cool yeah um I did a journalism degree and I'd done a load of work experience with them so that worked out quite well but that was just a short contract and then I was obviously in need of another job again so I was sending out loads and loads of job applications and was getting loads of rejections as you always do um, my family live up in the Scottish Borders in Berwick upon Tweed, so quite remote. Yeah, yeah, if you're looking for a job in the media, then it's not really the one, apart from the local newspaper. So um, yeah, I was basically sending out all these application forms and watching MasterChef at the same time, yeah. and thought, do you know what? What's another form? Yeah. So just filled it out, sent it away, and then ended up. I did get a real proper job that did pay me in the end. Um, which is very fortunate, but yeah, that that was kind of my moment. And it was desperation. Was it just something that you obviously in interesting cooking? You liked what hosting for friends, and it was just like, do you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Or what? Um, I see. All of my friends were quite surprised when I did it because they knew that I liked cooking, but I was never one of those people who'd invite everyone round and have dinner parties and that kind of thing. Mainly because I was like eighteen, nineteen, and had no money. And it's just not really that cool to be into cooking, or it wasn't anyway. I think it is a lot more now. But when I was growing up at school, yeah, when I was at school, it wasn't really. (laughs) And I did food technology to GCSE, and it was me and the people who didn't really have another option. Like, they saw it as an easy choice and just wanted to sit and muck around and make cakes 
whereas I really, really enjoyed it. So it was, it wasn't really a secret hobby, but it wasn't something that I was really shouting about. Yeah. Um, but I'd always cook for my family and kind of my parents' friends when they'd come around for dinner and that kind of thing. So I'd cook for that side, but not my actual friends. And especially at university, you've got no money at all. Mm. So most of it just went on Sambuca shots and Jaeger bombs and, Fancy no, dress you clothes. You didn't make any of that during the competition. No, so. I didn't. No, <laughs> but yeah, none of my money went on yeah. fine dining well, you, food. Yeah, you can't at uni. Yeah, right? I could barely afford to feed myself, yeah. let alone my friends. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't really something that I'd ever really spoken to anyone about or shown yeah. any of my friends that I could do it. So, so was it just like, uh, nah, probably nothing will ever come of this? Yeah, that basically. Yeah, my mum has always said to me, "Oh, you should, you should do it. You'd be great." And um, my best friend's mum was really pushy. Actually, she was the one who was like, "Just apply, just apply." Was sending me links every day. I, I think you should fill this out. So obviously, others saw it in you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's quite hard putting yourself out there yeah. and thinking, yeah, I would be good enough. Because if it turns out, obviously your mum's always going to tell you that you're good. <laughs> and my mum is a really bad cook. So literally you cook anything for her and she is so She's grateful. Like, yeah. She's like, this is delicious. <laughs> I couldn't have done this myself. And it's true. Like she could not have done it herself <laughs> it's at toast, all. It's toast, mum. Honestly, you joke, but it's really that level. <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> she, <laughs> no, she will. She's like number one fan. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mum, then. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Everything that's for everything. Up. Oh, no, she was used to it. On MasterChef, oh, right, okay. like, I properly threw her in at the deep end. I think I mentioned it at least three times. And she's a teacher, and all of her kids oh, found it no. absolutely hilarious. But That's not cool. You no, can't, you can't it's not. Throw your mum under the <laughs> But no, she's, she's, she tries. She doesn't even try. But where did it come from then? Where did the love of food come from, if not? Um, not mum, sorry mum. I feel like I'm <laughs> So, um, my dad was a chef. Right, he was okay. a chef in the army and then he'd have teachers at catering college. Oh, right, okay. But my parents split up when I was like really young anyway and I always grew up with my mum. And I think, honestly, my mum's lack of cooking and lack of love of cooking was what kind of spurred me on. Yeah, 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 makes sense. I think I've always loved food kind of through my dad and I just love eating in general. Um, but then because my mum really didn't like it and she'd come in late at night and I was just like, well, I'll do it for you if you yeah, want. Yeah. She obviously did not disagree. And basically as soon as I could reach the cooker, she was like, yeah, off you go. Crack on. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really nice though. And it's quite sweet to have that kind of arc and, you know, that you, your dad was in it. But, yeah. you know, so you had that maybe in the family, mm. but not kind of immediate sort of thing yeah yeah definitely and he he was as you can imagine just so proud and so excited about the whole thing and was such a support throughout the whole process really because you're trying to plan all these different recipes mm. and it's all you can think about really so he was good just to be able to pick up the phone to and say what do you think about this what do you think about that and he'd say no that sounds disgusting I wouldn't do that if I were you I would do this this and this and you'd go yeah that's probably a better idea well, it's interesting isn't it because obviously they do the pros version and I've mm. interviewed a lot of the, the pros guys that do it but as that amateur you know you haven't had that experience of like thinking to a brief or thinking you know you might have a I don't know what it's like but you might have a couple of days turnaround to mm. think of the next thing I presume yeah it was very short it starts off with kind of a couple of weeks notice of a recipe and you really plan it and cook it time after time after time and to the point that you get sick of it but then the further along it gets, the more filming days you're doing. So the quicker turnarounds you have to have on recipes. And you're trying to practice the ones that you're cooking on that day, as well as kind of forward planning for the next ones, which is so hard mm. because you just can't really get your mind around the whole thing. And then 
you're still having to hold down a normal job all around this and try and see your friends and family mm. and yeah it was it was madness but yeah, and again especially one. as you progress you're probably mm. becoming a more and more difficult to kind of be around yes. because you're just kind of there must be a competitive thing that almost goes right it now does. it's time that i'm gonna think about winning it yeah well you say that i, I don't think at any stage i, I really honestly did. was really thinking about winning it i i was so young i well, i still am quite young obviously it, was, it wasn't that long ago but i was only 21 when i did it and everyone else in the competition was kind of in their 30s mm. so for me I was honestly just looking to get through every round and was talking to them and was like so um if you were doing this how would you do it and then they'd cook things and you think oh that looks quite interesting I've honestly never even thought about that and you'd go out and buy all this equipment and mm. things that you didn't have in your kitchen before like ice cream machines and all sorts of rubbish um <laughs> but yeah I winning was never really actually in my mind i just wanted to do it to have fun i think oh, i think that's i think that's a good kind of mantra to mm. have I, I don't want to jump kind of too far ahead but there is something that's kind of interested me that i wanted to talk to you about in that it seems to me certainly in the last kind of few years of masterchef that afterwards a lot of the competitors then seem to collaborate mm. and i wonder if it's because as it's getting harder you're going through a more tougher experience together yeah and you're kind of grouping together a bit. do you think there's it. sort of something in that yeah and you spend it's it's kind of contrasting in the days so you have so much time where you're sat doing absolutely nothing with this group of people kind of waiting around to cook waiting for people to get interviewed waiting while john and greg are trying your food and mm. they're photographing it and you're all sat in a green room together um, and we filmed in the winter and it was absolutely freezing so we'd all just be like huddled around this one <laughs> tiny heater <Cuddled> yeah <laughs> eating rubbish <laughs> drinking endless cups of tea and just talking really and because the one thing we all had in common was food um, we didn't really at that point I guess have that much in common so we'd all just sit and talk about our lives and different food stories and things like that and then you'd all go through this cooking process together, which was so stressful mm. and so emotional, and then kind of come out the other side and all just, like, collapse in a heap. So I think doing the two together and spending so much time together, um, it definitely bonds you as a group, yeah. which is really nice. Well, and you had on your year, and again, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, mm. is, you know, three very strong women, female cooks. Yeah. And then the three of you have kind of collaborated yeah afterwards so whose idea was that um i actually don't know it just sort of happened so it all came about really this is me um alison and giovanna who have now got um a little company called three girls cook we all started out basically just wanting to do a supper club together because we'd gone through the whole thing um competing against each other and we'd never actually cooked together and as much as we all had our own different styles, it wasn't that different from each other. Do you know what I mean? We'd all, it, it could all kind of fuse together quite nicely, so we thought. Um, and I was working in food PR at that stage, so we used one of the restaurants that my agency did the PR for, basically to get some free PR off the back of it, which was great. Um, and, yeah, just thought it would be nice to have one, one night to cook some food and have some fun. And it just kind of exploded, to be honest. We decided to go from doing one night to three nights. Um, and then 
realised that we needed a platform to sell tickets, so we had to make a website to sell them on, and then thought, oh, well, if we've got a website, we need a name for a company, which was such a mission. We're all sat in this grotty pub in Soho trying to come up with names, and it just got ridiculous, to be honest. it does kind of do what it says on the tin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we went round and round in circles (laughs) with all sorts of... I honestly won't even tell you some of the (laughs) stupid things we had. I might try and get you to tell me It was awful. One of them was Three Girls, One Kitchen... (laughs) but it turns out someone's already taken it and I told this to my mum I was like oh we were going to be three girls one kitchen and she was like oh I don't I don't get why that's funny Lorna like oh do you know what we've gone down a rabbit hole here I'm just not no no not cool no um so yeah we decided to go against that um and just stick to three girls cook which has worked out quite well for us actually Mm. um and then started doing social media and all that kind of extra stuff around it and it just ended up turning into this brand if you like and then did the supper club which was so much more stressful than any of us could have possibly imagined (laughs) I honestly do not know how chefs do that every single day it finished on day three and we all just looked like we'd come down with the flu yeah oh we all just got painfully drunk which was great and really needed um but it was it was the best best fun and it, it did definitely bring us together as a three I mean, it probably... I don't know what the food was like. I'm hoping it was half decent. Everyone seemed to have a great time. Um, But we learnt so much just from doing one that it doesn't need to be as complicated as we made it. We did some ridiculously complicated dishes. Because that one, the first one, um, we decided to use dishes that we cooked in MasterChef. Right, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Because that's one of the most annoying things when you're watching it. You see this delicious food and you hear John and Greg saying how great it is, but no one knows yeah. if it tastes any good. So we did the th- some of the dishes that we kind of enjoyed doing the most. Um, but when we planned those recipes, they were only meant to cook one plate in an hour and a half or whatever it was, not doing 65 plates in one night. So, yeah, we've definitely pared everything back a bit since then. So obviously you're kind of used to going through MasterChef somebody giving you a brief and saying cook a dish Mm. I've given you a brief today of five kind of dishes that mean something to you how have you approached kind of your menu that we're going to talk through today so I wouldn't really class it as a menu it's more a collection of dishes okay that's fine um it was actually quite hard just not to pick five absolutely filthy dishes (laughs) (laughs) because as much as I love cooking I love rubbish junk food as well which is a real issue yeah, is for cool. trying to we're fit gonna, into any clothes. No, yeah, great. Um, so I tried to pick um, <laughs> some real food as well as utter rubbish, basically. So let's, uh, let's have your first dish then. So, I mean, it's probably not a dish, but my first dish is oysters. Right. Is cool. I love oysters. I love seafood. Yeah. I love shellfish okay. and anything from the sea, basically. Um, therefore especially oysters um I only really got into them since moving to London um my family don't well my mum and my my mum's side of the family don't really eat much shellfish even though we're from literally the coast the best the best seafood don't even get me started on that my brother's allergic to shellfish so Ah, it's kind of fair enough yeah but I love it yeah he does so whenever we go on holiday I'm always sat there just with like a mound of shells while everyone else has got a pizza or whatever. And I'm very, very happy with that. So, yeah, oysters is definitely my number one. I love them. Do you have a memory of kind of like from the earlier years, from your childhood, something that was that you did eat that 
sparked your interest in food you know that because it must go from something that is a functional thing you're cooking for you and your mum to something Mm. that you love so (laughs) we once got do you know those like takeaway bags that you get from asda yeah Yeah. so my mum used to get us a takeaway bag from asda every friday and it was just like the best it was my favorite thing in the entire world and i loved it and we'd always get an indian and my mum doesn't like chicken korma so i would just devour the chicken korma and yeah i wouldn't say it's you know oat cuisine <laughs> but that was one of the highlights food wise for me and it and it just kind of made you think wow i want to actually know how to cook food, this rather than just of, yeah. take it out of a packet and put yeah, it in the yeah, oven quite, or the microwave. You, know, you, have, you have to kind of start somewhere, don't you? And yeah. Obviously, if your experience of food is triggered from that point, then it's mm. just as meaningful as if it was a great big fine dining. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all well and good if you're from a family who's got, like, a massive allotment garden and your parents have made jam and bread. Like, Giovanna's family, um, her mum is the... Well, her dad, actually, as well, both of them, are the best cooks. And they've got this amazing, like, allotment garden... Her mum makes all of their own breads, like their jams, sauces, pasta, everything like that. So both of our upbringings really couldn't have been more different, but we've somehow managed to kind of to link up at the yeah. same point. Well, yeah. I, think, I think it's kind of an easy assumption to make, isn't it, that everybody goes on MasterChef has had this world where, you know, mum or dad walks in in the morning with a freshly yeah. baked <laughs> croissant yeah. that they've made. Yeah. Says, oh, hello, darling, would you like, you know, the raspberry concert yeah. or the strawberry <laughs> Yeah, you know, no. But it's not, everybody's stories are different, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love my mum to pieces and she gave me the best childhood ever, but... I was definitely brought up on like chicken nuggets and chips, fish fingers and chips, which had probably already been burnt twice. And <laughs> this was the third batch. She sometimes did a spaghetti bolognese. But yeah, it was definitely like convenience food that was what kind of formed my childhood dinners, which I loved. Like smiley faces, great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I love yeah, a smiley face. Same here. I mean, there's just something in a curly fry. A curly, do you know what? Turkey Twizzlers. Oh. I was such a turkey let's Twizzler not, fan. Let's not go in, yeah, we're obviously of a R. similar R. generation. Turkey Twizzlers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark day. <laughs> is, there, is there something in now, obviously, being involved in PR from the sort of industry, the chefing world, and being in it, that's mm. kind of quite interesting? Yeah, it... it They definitely work really well together. And I think that my clients and chefs that I work with really appreciate it. And it's good for me to have a good food knowledge. Mm. Because I think it's easy to be in PR. And some of my best friends who are in PR couldn't cook to Mm. save their life. And that's fine. You don't have to. You're not the one doing the cooking. As long as you can talk about it and you can sell it, that's, that's, that's all you need to do. But having a knowledge of food and being able to cook and chefs are such busy people so if I can write their recipes for them and obviously they will edit them and you know blah 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 that's fine but having someone who can actually put it down on paper and and know that it's going to work I think really really helps and from our side of things like the cooking three girls side of things it's so useful because you make amazing contacts Mm. in the industry um and I've tried it's, it's quite tricky PRing yourself to be honest yeah. it's really hard shouting about yourself did you do, and saying how you good you are have done your own website and... um, Giovanna did the website because um, oh, I was reading it on the train down mm. and, and it really looks like it's been written by you yeah so good yeah, on yeah great yeah um, and yeah it works well for us being able to go into other chefs kitchens and 
I know quite a lot of other PR agencies, so it's good for us to speak to them and be able to go into other locations. So it, they do work really well together. Good. Let's uh, let's have your second dish. Oh right. Oh, let's, hang on. I've written them down. Hang on I can't a minute. Remember what number two was? <laughs> Where did I put my phone? There it is. <laughs> so number Sorry. two dish is macaroni cheese, oh. but like not cool mac and cheese like it is now like proper like macaroni cheese like so <laughs> another one of my great food facts <laughs> so um i really don't like breakfast food right so growing up things like cereal i hate milk by itself right, okay. i really don't like toast i'm kind of imagining porridge. where the story's about to go go on so <laughs> i used to have pasta for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> it used to just be <laughs> it's awful isn't it I would have um, plain <laughs> pasta and ketchup was my number one choice and then when I used to go to my grandparents I would have a tin of macaroni cheese <laughs> <laughs> my head's in my head and, and you just look at the food on your like social that you're making it's now outrageous, it's like, isn't it? where's this come from I know I know it's ridiculous uh, this is what I mean people look at my Instagram feed and they're like oh is this how you eat every day and I'm like yes no. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely not yeah but do you know what I was going to say because again looking at your website and your feeds this there is this real kind of like if you don't mind me saying mm. glamour of how you kind yeah. of present yourself and you know it's, I, I was really made me laugh about um, the thing when you said about if you want to email me about how I put my lipstick <laughs> on because I can really vividly remember your master for these yeah. bright red lips yeah. and what have you and here I am sat in my grossy gym clothes no, and you, no makeup <laughs> you, you, you it's all for the keep the, the illusion up yeah, keep the no, illusion I know. up You've, you're glamorous today just you know you're. it's all there you're, underneath yes, 100% <laughs> but you know so to kind of say have that as one hat mm. and then have obviously just this love of just utter rubbish yeah yeah it's all there i think do you know what i think everyone who can cook good food and appreciates good food has a love of oh, yeah, just 100%. rubbish like my dad who teaches people how to cook on a daily basis is has got such filthy food habits and loves utter yeah filth and I think you've got to appreciate it's, both both angles. Obviously, I do not live off tin macaroni cheese anymore. I can't even remember the last time I had it, although it is good. <laughs> Especially if you have a tin of macaroni cheese and then some ketchup as well. <laughs> it's the ketchup, I, it's the ketchup like, I know. I went, when you said it's... Pa- so it was just your breakfast would be plain pasta. Plain pasta. And then just ketchup. And then ketchup. So I had like, a, you know, have you ever heard interviews with Ed Sheeran where he talks about ketchup and no. he loves it? He right, loves, okay. he's got a tattoo of a bottle of right, ketchup. Okay. I can 100%. Oh, and you've got the matching tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can really get that. When I was little, my mum used to. <laughs> oh, you know when you go to McDonald's and you get a Happy Meal yeah. and they give you sachets of ketchup? Yeah. My mum would ask Just, for extra. Yeah. And then I would keep them in the. <laughs> glove compartment of the car and eat ketchup just out the sachet <laughs> I would still do it now if it wasn't frowned right. upon this, do you know what this means <laughs> a really really good friend of mine loves tomatoes yeah right? and and ketchup and what have you yeah and he used to take into school in his little desk a tomato put it in his little drawer and then throughout the day we just and then just have little nibbles and that's what this is making me think about just you little sachets just like squeezing it like a frube (laughs) 
<laughs> Honestly. I, I love this. This is really I I just love condiments. Like any sauce. <laughs> Your next dishes are just uh, mayonnaise. Chili jam. Yeah, yeah anything HP. that you can shove, like, any sauce on. Anything. You know when you go into a restaurant and you can get, like, dishes where you have to make it yourself? Like, if you order fajitas yeah. and you have to make it all yourself. Yeah. I used to love that. Anything that you can well, that just, makes, like, chuck everything at. Because that kind of is you engaging with food. and that, That's exactly food. it. I'm trying to put a PR <laughs> spin on this one. I'm trying to make it cool. Yeah. I just, I just love a sauce. Well, this, you know, it, it's different. It's different satisfactions, isn't yeah. it? You know, if you go to a real haute cuisine mm. somewhere, you're, it's delicious, but yeah. you're not getting that same. Mm, yeah, exactly. Of like a bloody good burger, and for sure. And I represent a lot of Michelin-starred restaurants, and I really appreciate their food, and it's delicious. But it's not what I would choose to go out and eat. Right. Okay. At all. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think my favourite restaurant in London is probably Kiln. Right. Okay. Because it's just so delicious, and mm. so I love spicy food, and mm. it's really, really hot. Um, I've heard really good things. Yeah, about it, it's yeah. it's really, really great. But it's just all like the little bits. So you have lots of lo- little dishes of things that you can try and like dip in and out of, and it's not fancy at all. Um, and you have to queue for ages, and it's a bit grotty. But the food's so good, mm. and I would much rather queue for somewhere like that mm. and spend like forty quid than go to a really fancy Michelin star mm. restaurant and spend a hundred quid plus. Mm. And I'm sure it'll be, it'll be great. But when people come around and they're like scraping the crumbs off your table and stuff, I'm just like, I don't really care. It's a crumb. And I, I get it. I, I do get the whole thing and I respect it, but it's just not my kind of thing. Mm. So it was, it was that kind of one of the things then that you're almost now you're in the, in the industry, in the world of mm. cooking and stuff, you happen to almost shape out what you want the diner experience to be as in what what we offer yeah yeah so our supper clubs are not fine dining at all really we did one recently that was like a junk food supper club which was our favorite and it was so much fun to do basically because we'd done a few not i wouldn't say that any of our foods particularly fine dining it's all um pretty just like tasty food um that we hopefully try to make look good but it's not fancy fancy but we got a bit sick of doing properly plated dishes and mm. that kind of thing. So we thought, do you know what, let's just do food that we actually want to eat. So we did mac and cheese at that. Nice. Um, we did um, bovril short ribs. We did um, Kentucky fried pheasant. Because I love cooking with game and, and that side of things. Mm. Um, what else did we do? Oh, we did like a whole onion that you like shred up but keep keep whole and then dip it into nice. um, flour and then deep fry it so it's like a massive onion ring again with loads of different sauces so we had like bacon jam fennel mayo so it's all like interesting delicious food mm. but it was like really dirty and yeah. that was so much fun and it was all just sharing and everyone got stuck in we did like vodka milkshakes which were insane <laughs> <laughs> do you know what why don't no, we do I'm that again sure. yeah, we should do, do that again <laughs> please be it was really good I'm happy to be there but yeah we it just we just want everyone to come and have a nice time we did a fun playlist for that that just had like feel good songs on it and asked people to send us their song requests um, we did another one for Valentine's Day that was all it was it was main it was like a single ladies supper club which was great um, and all the dishes were based around um, chicks so we had, um, what did we have? 
what was the starter? Oh, we had like a, a scotch egg and then the main was like a whole deboned chicken, um, which was all sharing and like salads and things. And then for dessert, we made like a, a nest out of um, shredded pastry, oh, nice. you know, like the yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Middle Eastern pastry, like a rose panna cotta. That was good fun as well. So yeah, everything's just like fun food, not too serious. Yeah, we just want everyone else to have a good time and for us to have a good time as well. Taking it back quickly to mm. the experience on MasterChef, mm-hmm. do you have a round that really stood out, you know, mm. one that was your kind of really favourite that you just thought, yeah, you know, I really loved that dish that I made for that or I really loved that experience that we did? Um, I think my favourite round was um, we did like a group challenge where the I think there was maybe... 12 of us split into two teams of six and we cooked for the cast of Holby City oh right yeah okay. yeah in yeah. a tent outside in November and it was bitterly cold it was I really really feel the cold and I was frozen to the skin and I had so many layers on and then your coat and then your apron and we had woolly gloves on and then plastic gloves because obviously you can't really cook in woolly gloves <laughs> it was just all a bit ridiculous but <laughs> it was the best fun and it was really good working as a team um and we did really nice food and it was just different from the single experience of all competing against each other and I guess it our team ended up winning that round which I guess is why it's such a good memory for me it probably wouldn't have been quite the same if we hadn't but yeah that one was probably my favorite out of the whole lot good let's uh let's have your third dish so my third dish is um scampi and chips nice yes yes so, bit of tartar sauce? Again, all the condiments. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, like, of course, of yeah. course, sorry. But I feel like scampi and chips, you can't really have mushy peas. You've got to have garden peas. Right, okay. Personal preference. What, whatever whatever gets you going. Yeah, well, I mean... Got, you know, you can dip it, dip it. Yeah, that but whenever... See, this one's kind of... When um, it was... So me and my mum lived, just the two of us, for maybe eight years or so. And my grandma and granddad would come down and visit from Leeds. And we'd always go out to Harry Ramsden's for dinner. And it was, it was, you know, when you just have really good memories. And I would always get scampi and chips and it would always be garden peas. And it was just like the most delicious thing. And again, I think I've just always really loved seafood. And I still don't really know what scampi actually is. What is a scampi? No idea. It's not a prawn. It's not fish. I, d- I don't know. It's like a haggis. It's the, yeah, it's exactly. A yeah. I don't know if a scampi is an actual fish. Yeah. yeah. But whatever it is, I really loved it. And I always felt like it was quite exotic, even though it's really not in any way. <laughs> but six-year-old me ordering scampi and chips thought it was quite the thing. Like, this, is, this is the one. Do you know what? I've peaked. Yeah. <laughs> my best life yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> That's exactly it. Literally living my best life. And yeah, that was just, it was just good memories. And um, we'd always go on like seaside holidays and stuff to like Scarborough and Bridlington and Whitby and that kind of east coast seaside town and fish and chips was always there probably not scampi and chips there it's always fish and chips but yeah some kind of fish and chip vinegary delight is definitely in there so there's a, there's a bit of foreshadowing actually about our chat because i interviewed paul ainsworth mm. for the last series and the first thing i really wanted to, to talk to him about was when it kind of hit the news like paul ainsworth is the world's nicest man yeah. around that master chef the the challenge when you're cooking Mm. for the american embassy yeah was it kind of weird like being a part of that and 
that sort of time. It was. I mean, I have to agree, he is 100% the nicest guy you could ever meet. Like, we were all terrified. I was quite hungover that day. <laughs> so, you know, and you're just not not feeling your best. <laughs> Regrets. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, feeling a bit ropey. And we were there in this American embassy, and it was all... The whole point of that episode, I think, it was obviously turbulent times around America and Trump and Hillary and all that kind of thing. And obviously no one expected Trump to get elected. So then when it, he did, and then we were filming at the American mm. embassy, it was all a bit like, a bit so yeah. like, what, what, what's this celebrating? It's a bit weird. Mm. Um, but then it all ended up just being like a great positive celebration of American food. And the food that we cooked was so good. Like, um, he did this like massive steak thing with a Caesar salad, which I always remember, which was so good. And I did this like tower of monkey bread and everything was just so ridiculously sweet and fatty and delicious in every way. But it was just such a good experience. But yeah, when all, it was a lot of news around him yeah. and the program. And to be honest, the whole aspect of being in the news is just very strange when obviously mm. you're a normal person yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're not used to it and you're seeing yourself in like the sun and all these like tabloid papers i'm a big daily mail online <laughs> fan <laughs> i mean i wouldn't maybe i wouldn't say fan no never never stray into the comments yeah, you avoid them at all yeah. Costs. yeah yeah i mean it's like a, a guilty habit isn't it <laughs> that you don't really want to admit you to Google yourself yeah. <laughs> Do you still Google no, yourself? I don't anymore. Um, I've Googled you. So yeah. Is that, is that cool? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, I really shouldn't be telling you all these things. Sometimes you'll match with someone on Tinder and they'll be like, because I am in that whole fun I've online seen, dating app bubble. Oh, there's some it. absolute crackers. I love it. And people will be like, oh, I've just Googled you just watched you on youtube and i'm like yeah that's weird that's odd that like don't tell me that <laughs> it's fine if you have i get it like i've probably tried to google you yeah, as well yeah, yeah but you don't say to someone oh by the way just sat and watched this clip of you You're like great cheers well not that's gonna bit, not gonna meet up odd. with you then yeah, unmatch a bit, a bit strange yeah i've seen i've seen it's so funny i love it when you tweet yeah it makes me laugh <laughs> oh someone said to me the other day um, oh, I'm really into food. It's great that you are as well. And I was like, great. Like, where, like, where's, where do you like to go? And he said, oh, I've been to this really great place recently. Um, it's called Oaxaca. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Oaxaca. It's quite, it's quite a big quite, chain. Yeah, big. He's like, oh, really? I thought it was like this small, like independent Mexican. It was really great tacos. I'm like, mm, yeah. Probably, this probably isn't going to work. I mean, great, but yeah, I, yeah, I def not, definitely heard as in of their it. Food yeah, knowledge is not quite enough for you. Not, I sound like such a snob, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought you need, you're probably you not share, the one for me. Yeah, if you're like really into your food, you have to. It's not share the one, it, right? Yeah. yeah. So was it? Was it? Because obviously the big thing was around was with the Alison thing, and obviously she's now you kind of are involved with her and your free girls mm. cook has she kind of said anything like since to you like about that kind because of, that was the bit where the tart wasn't ready and because that's Which what Paul was, that? was talking about in the episode where he said there was a, the bit where it just wasn't ready to serve oh uh, yeah and that was in that was I the mean, kind of thing in the news it's also hyped up like when you're living yeah, he, it like he was talking about it yeah and he kind of seems to like was remembering it really yeah. vividly for him so yeah um I can't really remember I think she had this cheese pastry that was really hard to do obviously like not hard in texture just very i think it was short in yeah, texture like and it just cr was crumbling do, yeah. or i can't really remember um 
But in reality, it was only so it like... it wasn't really a thing at the no, time. Then, right? No, okay, It was like 10, 15 been, minutes late, maybe. It's been blown up. Yeah, sort of thing. but I think... Obviously, it's a TV show and it's entertainment, and yeah. they need like, a bit I of drama. It, like really vividly, and that's why I yeah. wanted to talk to him about it. Yeah. And again, I do remember it. Like the news story was like he does something that chefs don't do, in that he was just the nicest guy. To I think him. maybe that's why it wasn't such a thing because he didn't really make it a thing. Yeah. I think if we'd have had someone who was really stressy and shouty and rah, then yeah, it yeah, would have been, been a yeah. big deal. Yeah. But. For him, he was just like, it's fine. I would rather... I rem- He was like, I'd rather it go out properly than go out rushed. It was just like, it's all good. Yeah. It's fine. We'll recover. Uh, yeah, so it just kind of makes it, yeah. makes it a bit more casual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's kind of probably the and then they, situation, they, they, right? They put it on telly and it's like, Alison is 15 minutes late. <laughs> and then they cut to her looking like right. flustered, like... <gasps> I can't believe this is happening. I'm going to get kicked out. Like, this is the end of my life. When, yeah, when you're actually doing it, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a bit late. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We'll just do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, Sorry it's, to it's, burst no, no, the no, bubble. No, it's fine. It's good. It's, 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 kind of, it's interesting because, like I say, mm. it's, you don't often kind of get to hear both sides of the, the story. Yeah. Because, obviously, like, I've interviewed Paul and now I get to kind of get your side as a, as a part of it. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Let's uh, let's have your next your next dish. I'm looking, so, I'm looking, I'm, you know this one. The next one, this is probably my favourite dish in the entire world. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why you're excited yeah. about it then. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, shredded chilli beef, oh, egg fried rice, okay. crispy seaweed. Yes. Oh, like, you're making me so hungry. I would do I you... awful things for that dish. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it would have to be my Chinese at home. I would like to say I do not do their PR. <laughs> Hong Kong Chop Suey House and Berwick upon Tweed. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Come on. Honestly, their shredded chilli beef is, oh, it's just delicious. Sometimes I'm quite a connoisseur of this dish. I've sampled it a few times. <laughs> I've never tried to make it myself because why would you? Yeah, why would you love um, It's a mere phone call exactly. away. Exactly. <laughs> no, delivery. Don't even need to speak to a person. And they come, well, when I was in the flat, they yeah, come right to, to your the door. door. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're there in your pajamas, looking you're disgusting. Like, you're like, do not judge me. I know it's eleven thirty a.m. Slam. The I door. just need some deep fried food. <laughs> Insight into my life. <laughs> but yeah, that's on your Tinder, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Must appreciate deep, Chinese food. Deep fried food. Yeah, but yeah, there. Sometimes you get it, and there's just no sauce, and it's just like very crispy, which is fine. That's the way you want it go for it but this one from Beric upon tweed's very own <laughs> number one chinese takeaway <laughs> the amount of people now that are flying yes. to Beric. i know i know do you know what they're not mm. going to be able to cope with it's the a, demand it's a, it's a stunning place so. it is yeah, get, get there <laughs> head there if not for the chili beef just then. for the chili beef no, okay fine just for the chili yeah beef, but yeah it's very saucy as i said maybe I, i've just realized a lot about myself i just like wet food but yeah is they have so much chili sauce and it's very it's really quite spicy mm, it's, and it's, it's not great it's not actually that crispy it's a bit chewy which i fully appreciate and oh it's just great <laughs> Um, you know what? Whenever I'm, I go home, that is number one request. I'm going to go buy a Beric somehow. Yeah. It's not on my way home. And I'm going to order It's not it. on anyone's way home. No. Like, you have to really Even go out of your Beric. way to get yeah, there. right, okay. Yeah, it's a mission. But <laughs> that it. shredded chilli beef 
It's just. Are you sure there's not some sort of rose tinted glasses no. syndrome going on? Hundred percent not. Right, okay. Like that is <laughs> my favourite dish. And the thing is, you know, whenever you get like family Chinese yeah. or like family Indian, and everyone's like, "Oh, we'll just like have a little bit of everyone's." Yeah. My family don't really like it. Right, so whenever okay. I go home and I'm like, you "Oh, can we get some shredded chili beef?" My stepdad's always like, "Oh." Like, do we have to, Lorna? Can we not like get something else? I'm like, we it. must eat it! <laughs> which means I basically get the whole thing to yeah. myself, which is great. And then when they, when they try and I'm try like, something, you're like, get out. Yeah, it's like Smithy on Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> yeah. This is my <laughs> It's literally me. I'm going to go and eat it in the car. Yeah. Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just got here, but I am leaving. <laughs> yeah. So that is, yeah, peak dinner. Let, let's have your last one, because uh, I've got... Um, got some more questions to ask you but let's get your so, last one out of the way I mean the last one is actually very fancy okay. there's a big contrast okay so we're going between, a bit of a gear change yeah I like this um, roast grouse and bread sauce nice yeah I love it because I love grouse game. yeah I am um, I think on MasterChef they just like to put you into a little mm. category like put you into a box and it does make it easier because people are like oh you're so and so who did this one, yeah, yeah. Um, and at that point when um, I was doing it. I worked for a different PR agency that did field sports. So I was, I had lots of access to game basically. Nice. And we were filming in like October, November, December, which is game season. Perfect. So I think, I think it was maybe like the second dish I cooked was grouse and bread sauce. Mm. And I turned up 21 wearing like heels, red lipstick, like, hi. Glam. And then I was like, so I'm going to cook grouse. And John and Greg were just like, okay, uh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. This doesn't match. And then I was actually quite terrified to do it because I hadn't really cooked it that much myself. I'd just eaten other people's. Um, but I'd done it a few times at home and it was fine. But I was serving it whole, which means that you don't know how it's cooked on the inside until they cut into it. And it was one of those rounds where they get ex-MasterChef people to oh, come yeah, and eat okay, it. Yeah. Um, so I genuinely didn't know how well that was until it was on telly. Because you don't get don't their get, feedback. Yeah, right, okay. No, so for all I knew, it could have been awful. And it was it was great. And that was probably one of the best things that I cooked. Peaked very early. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love you grouse. Did, it's one of my favourite things. And obviously, you know, you've done, you've done well since, you mm. know. And the question that I wanted to ask you is, you know, obviously you burst out of that bubble of doing it. You know, you can finally announce I did it and I did pretty well. Mm. Were you kind of ready to go then? Did you have all the free girls cook in place or was it? Um, so it finished, the, the whole series finished filming in January and then it aired, I think, around April time. So you're just stuck in limbo for about four months. Yeah. And in that point, we did get like our website together. We planned for our first supper club to be just as the series had finished. Nice because we just wanted the momentum to keep going yeah, yeah, really yeah. and kind of ride that hype as much as you can um but it wasn't like, we didn't we could have definitely done a lot more but you just don't know mm. what's going to happen until it's on and you're not technically allowed to tell anyone no. until it's aired in real life which is really hard and i mean all of us told a lot of people um like you're meant to tell one person which is just physically it's impossible, impossible. Yeah. yeah i would that would have meant me just telling my housemate yeah. basically yeah. and not telling any of my yeah. family yeah, yeah. which is never going to happen yeah. really um but yeah we 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 were definitely quite organized that's good um but i think looking back on it now we could have probably mm. 
done more, but yeah, you, you just are, don't know. know are you? Exactly. No. And what's the kind of plan with it now then? Is it to grow that? Keep you, would you like to do it full time? Or? Um, no. No? No. At one point, the three of us went um, part time at work and we're doing loads of different events and demonstrations and festivals and all that kind of thing, which was great. But I think you kind of have your year mm. and you have your year to make the most of it. And we definitely did. And it was great fun. But I think for all of us, it, it will just be fun. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because we all really like our jobs that we do um, full time and have all kind of worked quite hard to get them. So we kind of like left brain, right brain. Yeah, exactly. And none of us, I think at the minute it is fun. And I think if we quit and tried to make it full time, Mm. then it wouldn't be as fun anymore. And it would be work. And I would rather cooking kept as like a hobby and as something that we all enjoy Mm. doing rather than something that you stress about and then maybe don't enjoy as much um and at the, yeah we're just going to keep going as we are i think which is it, it it's really really good because we're just the best friends now yeah. and it's stressful and time consuming and it's literally like you've got two jobs at the same time which is hard but it's really rewarding and we really love it so yeah we're just going to keep keep on going do you know what I um I knew ahead of this chat that I was gonna have a good laugh with you, <laughs> um, and I knew you were gonna be a brilliant guest, but I didn't quite know how much of a laugh. I, you, I've not stopped. My mouth is hurting. <laughs> um, it's I've just I've loved it. I've loved every moment of this. Good. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. No, you're more than welcome. Um, and you know, obviously, we'll put links out to the, all the socials and when you do your next do you have a are you allowed to say when your next event is might, I mean it might it might have already we, we might have already gone out we might it's not all, be going out yet it's all very ad hoc right okay <laughs> um, we've just done one recently so we probably won't be doing one until a couple of months time right, but yeah okay. we always keep it all right. updated on our social Fine. anyway we'll, we'll put people towards there and then hopefully yeah maybe we can try and tie it in when I see that you're putting something out then I'll put the episode yeah, out perfect I'll try and be clever yeah but it never pays off no it never does does it <laughs> <laughs> really knock you down. Yeah, <laughs> oh, brutal, I'm brutal. I'm right. thank you. Thank, I'm not, oh, do you know what? Screw you. Thank, I don't want to thank you for coming on this anymore. Goodbye. Good day to you. <laughs> no, thank you so much. No, thank you. Cheers. Thanks again to the wonderful series partner, Chef Works. Check them out on social media. Just search at ChefWorks UK in Ireland on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Hashtag ChefWorks wearers to feature or get in touch if you want to appear as the chef of the month.